We are Spry, a group of remote digital marketers who want you to succeed beyond your wildest dreams. Our curiosity drives us to constant learning, and that learning leads to constant teaching. So come along with us on the Spry Space podcast, where we share what we know, learn what we don't, and do it all wherever we want. Hello and welcome to the Spry Space Podcast. I'm Lacey and I am actually in the presence for the first time in a long time with Miss Adrienne. Yes, hello. Adrienne, how are you feeling today? I'm feeling great. Very happy and just content. We just had dinner and so that's the time that I usually feel the most great, happy and content of my life. So Mm -hmm. I made a chicken salad sandwiches, which if you don't know Lacey, then you should know that she likes chicken salad. I sure do. (laughs) (laughs) I don't normally eat chicken salad, but I feel like I eat it whenever I have it. I'm with Lacey, so it's just kind of like very on brand for her. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) So all month long, we've been talking about social media manager mental health. We've been talking about how you stay sane when your job is being on social media at this time in 2020. So this week, we're actually talking about trolls, okay? Mm -hmm. So we've talked about kind of introspection on your own habits. We've Mm -hmm. talked about setting boundaries and how you do that as a social media manager and a mom and, you know, the other roles Mm -hmm. in your life. So today, we want to talk about what about when something horrible happens, right? Yeah. who are either mean or angry or, you know, maybe even justly angry. Calling you out on something. Are commenting on your content. How do we deal with that? How is that impacting our mental health? And and Mm -hmm. how can we deal with it in a way that doesn't impact it poorly or at least not too poorly, right? Yeah. Overall in 2020, have you been experiencing an increase in negative comments on your social media that you're managing? Oh, yes. (laughs) A lot, right? (laughs) Yeah, a lot. I will say it probably depends on what industry you are in. I just happen to have a couple clients who are in the government sector, specifically public health. (laughs) And then also I have a few kind of emergency services type industries that I work in. So we're in the West Coast and there's a lot of fire activity happening. So a lot of stuff is happening Mm -hmm. in those sectors right now. So there's a lot of people talking, a lot of people just want to talk and have their thoughts heard. (laughs) And I've even noticed like a pretty significant increase in what I'd consider like bot activity. Yes. You know, where I'm putting out content and I'm boosting that content. And the first comment or two coming in are these like either gifts or photos that are politically polarizing you know Mm -hmm. it doesn't have anything to even do with the content that i'm putting out yep but it's you know just something politically polarizing right and so that's been really frustrating for me especially Mm -hmm. if i don't catch it quickly and then it sits on the account and you know deters actual people from commenting which can be really frustrating too yeah now that you say that it's so true there's tons of troll activity i've kind of noticed that for the accounts specifically where we talk about wearing masks for COVID-19, post something about public health, wearing your mask, doing it for the safety of others, et cetera, et cetera. And then if the first person who comments or first two to three people that comment that say something like, thank you for this information, this is great, or great, I'm sending it to my friends. If the first three are positive, 
normally it's, it's kind of wild. It kind of sets the tone for it the does. conversation. Uh-huh. And so there might be some negative grumpy people, but it's a little bit more kind of balanced a little mm-hmm. bit. But if the first two or three people are just like negative, 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 it just becomes kind of just this snowball effect of people will kind of flock to that. You know what I wonder now that I think about that too is like, okay, if those people who are a bit more negative and confrontational in nature are commenting on the content first, you think about the way the algorithms work. If they comment on it, then their friends are seeing that they commented on it and it's drawing their friends who probably are getting in these consistent Facebook battles. Yeah. And if somebody has inadvertently become friends with a troll account, mm-hmm. Trolls are very sophisticated. I don't think people really realize how devious they are and pervasive. Honestly, my biggest goal is to not let the trolls draw too much of my energy. You know, if you ruminate and dwell Mm -hmm. and dwell and dwell, then all of the creative energy and passion that you have towards getting a message out is just drawn towards defensiveness and aggressiveness. Mm -hmm. And so how are we going to deal with it in a way that doesn't pull our sanity? Exactly. Yeah. So we have a couple of tips on our blog that we'll go through and then we'll talk just kind of about some experiences that we have individually. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the first thing that I always recommend to people is you get a negative comment, you get a troll comment, just relax, you know, like Mm. how easy is it from experience, Adrian, to see one of those comments and immediately get kind of drawn in emotionally? It like pisses you off quickly. Yeah. Oh, totally. There is kind of this scientific theory of rage or like indignation, mm. the the kind of the outrage. Social media is kind of propelled a lot of times by the outrage, just our knee-jerk reaction to respond or share or tell people where we stand about something mm-hmm. and Actually, it would be better if everyone just took a pause. Yes, because that's really <laughs> that's really what this step is, is, mm-hmm. it, is. It's take a pause. Okay, you see that this content is happening. That does not mean that it requires a reaction from you immediately. You right. Know? Yeah. You have the freedom to step away. You have the freedom to bring in another team member. Yep. Show them the content so that it's not all on you and mm-hmm. got a little support. But that first step of pausing can be really helpful. Yeah. The only time personally I think that I would recommend not doing that pause is if it is like there's no context and it's just right, very vulgar or something. Yes. And 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 that, you know, in those cases it's very good depending on your industry or your page to have a very clear terms, you know, social media policy on your Facebook page. You know, maybe it says, you know, these are our rules and if you say all vulgar language will be deleted on your page. And you say that in your about section, then mm-hmm. you can delete it immediately. Mm-hmm. You don't have to think about it. <laughs> I do think that maybe maybe 40% of the time the mm-hmm. content is from bots or is kind of vulgar. And so I can choose to just hide it real quickly. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so yeah. that is one of the options mm-hmm. that you can do pretty quickly. But if it is a little bit more complex than that, yep. right? Like let's say that there's talking about something that actually makes sense in mm-hmm. regards to the post that you've put out. Maybe right. it is highly negative still, but it has some basis in reality. Yeah. At that point, after you've relaxed for a moment, you can try to identify them. Yep. So mm-hmm. what does that process look like? If their response is, you know, cogent, 
<laughs> and it's not, you know, obviously either a kind of unhinged person or a obviously a bot. You can look at their profile, mm-hmm. look at their profile picture. Sometimes they are bots. Sometimes mm-hmm. they're actually they are bots that just are really good at writing messages that seem like humans would write them. And you might be able to tell that if there's very little content that's been posted, Mm -hmm. if the account was created very recently, if the origin of that person is far out of the United States, unless you're, you know, you're very international in your content. Right. Another kind of dead giveaway is if you go to their profile and all they share is divisive memes or a divisive articles but they also do not have any personal content Mm, like it's not like you know me and my grandson or you know me and my dog or you know that sort of stuff like if it's just all kind of one-sided viral kind of stuff then it's like well that may be a bot it may be a troll and also take a look at how many people follow them Mm, that's good too if if you want to go even deeper look at how many people follow them see if you have any friends in common see if the people that do follow them are actual people or if they're all from the same region or location are they actually like a real person or are they just kind of a wild (laughs) a wild account on the internet that just Uh has you know, so it's just kind of like you can just kind of assess the person depending on your account, depending on the comment. You can go as deep as you need to. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Because sometimes when you go and you identify that they are either a bot or a troll, mm-hmm. okay, that guides the direction of how you can deal with them easily yep. without losing sleep over it, right? right? You can hide their comment, you could delete their comment if it's bad enough. You could even choose to block right. them from your page. Right. But what if you can tell that they are an actual person? Yeah. Like with a real complaint, then what do you do? Well, You read their complaint (laughs) Mm -hmm. and you say to yourself, well, this complaint might give you a knee-jerk reaction, but then you might need to evaluate why it gives you a reaction. Are they insulting you personally? I mean, that might be a different problem. But are they saying (laughs) something? That might be a different problem. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you have some enemies. But if they're insulting you personally, maybe there's something else. But if they're saying, you know, oh, my... The thing that I ordered from you last month didn't work. This is crappy or whatever. You know, maybe they actually have a complaint that maybe they tried to call you. Maybe they tried to message you or maybe something that you did left a bad taste in their mouth Mm -hmm. and maybe you need to face it. I think that's all really good points. You know, I try to get clear a little bit on is there any truth to their statement or is Mm -hmm. it just an opinion, right? Right. So that's a good question you can ask. Mm -hmm. Another one is, do they actually ask any questions that you can answer, right? Is it just complaining or are they saying, where is my order? Right, exactly. Yeah. Another good one is if they say something, and a lot of times right now, especially in 2020, when there's a lot of conspiracies going around, but depending on your content and what you're promoting, if they come in and say an assertion about, we all know that XYZ Mm -hmm. happens or, you know, whatever. We all know that, for instance, aliens are in control of the public health okay <laughs> well you can just go ahead and be like no these are the people that run the public health and here's our leadership team or right you know, whatever you can direct them say hey this is what it is set them straight and then you don't need to argue with them mm-hmm. because that's the actual truth if you already know there might be a rumor or anytime someone might like state something that you could perceive could become a rumor and you're just like you know 
even if it does become a rumor, we've already addressed it. We're just mm-hmm. going to say, now this is what it is. So as an example, you were just talking today about, you know, that public health account that you work on and you posted something about the flu vaccine, right? Mm-hmm. And then some of the comments were about a COVID vaccine. Right. And you had to, you know, give a little bit of information. You know, that's not what we're talking about in this post. We're yep. talking about this. Exactly. So instead of, even though their comment was negative and it was out of context, mm-hmm. instead of just hiding them or blocking them, you just right. give them the right information. Right. It doesn't even have as much to do with them as it does to the other people who will see your answer. Right, exactly. And people will see that, you know, the account that you manage isn't going to put up with Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. Again, like kind of setting the tone. And I think sometimes as social media managers, we maybe not all of us, but I think a good portion of us have a tendency to please. Yeah. Right. And so to set boundaries in a personal or professional manner is Mm -hmm. a stretch for us. We have to really work that muscle. And so doing that on our content and just being very clear, like you said in the beginning about what we do and don't allow can really give you that freedom to set boundaries when it's time to set boundaries properly. Exactly. Yep. Mm -hmm. Also, we're always going to ask the question like, what are your brand values? You just ask yourself that question the whole time, right? You see this comment, you try to decide how you want to respond. It should be measured against your brand values. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Great example. Some brands are very silly Mm -hmm. or very snarky. I even want to say sassy. Sassy, Mm -hmm. right? They've set the tone that that's what they're like and they're going to maybe clap back maybe mm-hmm. maybe even people troll their accounts because it's kind of fun to get clapped back at exactly <laughs> there's kind of this banter that you come to expect from them mm-hmm. but that is your brand values are your brand values fun and engaging and you know maybe in the thick of conversation but there's something very different mm-hmm. between intentionally doing that and getting mad and clapping back exactly right mm-hmm. yep So when we're talking about choosing a direction, like where do you go once you've asked yourself all those questions? We've already talked about hiding comments. Mm -hmm. That's an an option. Responding with your brand account. We've talked about a little Mm -hmm. bit too, right? You know, we're just, but one thing that we talk about sometimes, I don't like to give the advice to do this, but I do it sometimes is I respond with my personal account occasionally. Yeah. If I know that the brand values don't Mm -hmm go in line with what I'd like to say, right? I might choose to use my personal account sometimes to respond. Right. And, you know, this kind of works. I know in Facebook, a lot of accounts, it'll show the people who are page admins. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it'll it'll list them publicly. You know, it depends on how transparent you want to be about Mm -hmm. if if you are an admin or not. And that's fine. I am always like, you know, so what if you are an admin or depending on the account? But I definitely have done this before where it's from a brand page where someone's being antagonistic and maybe a little bit petty and, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe the brand doesn't need to respond. Maybe Mm -hmm. it's so petty the brand doesn't need to respond. But something inside me personally is like, this is a little Like I can't stand for it. Yeah, I'm not Mm going to stand for this. And so I'll go into my personal account and then have a... A little bit of a showdown. I don't know. And I'm not sure when I do that that I ever feel like I've changed anyone's mind. You know what I mean? I only will do that when there is almost a sense of personal integrity. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Because your personal values are never going to be exactly in line Mm -hmm. with the values of the brands you're representing. Right. And so if it touches you personally in a Mm -hmm. way. Yeah. You know, live to your integrity. But after you do it, Mm -hmm. move 
on. Move on. Exactly. Yeah, totally. And, and you know, also, I think, I think there's something to be said for, you know, people knowing that people are watching. Mm-hmm. If there is a comment on there that doesn't warrant really a page response, sometimes it's just silly, you mm-hmm. know, but sometimes it's good to go in there and push people and be like, you know, you listen, like someone's reading this. People mm-hmm. are reading that this isn't the public domain. Mm-hmm. And I think that people forget about that. They will kind of get into their, like you're saying, in the algorithm and maybe they'll, they'll comment on a post somewhere and then all their friends will see that because the algorithm will then serve that yes. up to their friends. And then their friends will pile on mm-hmm. their opinions and agree and, and you know, and this or in that and whether or not they're true or accurate or, or fair or whatever the case may be, sometimes it's nice to go in there, not as a page, but as another Individual. human mm-hmm. and just say, hey, not cool. That's not cool. Or, hey, I hear what you're saying, but did you ever consider this? And I think that that kind of <laughs> makes people think, a little, mm-hmm. maybe hopefully, but just mm-hmm. reminds them that the internet is not just their playground. It's not just their and their friend's <laughs> echo chamber. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. So the last thing that's on the list of options that you can choose to do is to like just trust in your community, right? So maybe it doesn't align with your brand values to respond. Mm-hmm. And so instead of responding, you just let it be. And, yep. it, and if you have a highly engaged community mm-hmm. that is aligned with your brand values, then they'll do the job of responding and the brand page doesn't even ever have to do anything. Right, yeah. I can even think of a few instances lately that where this has happened where maybe somebody has tried to twist something into a way that wasn't, you know, intended or, you know, sometimes somebody will post something and then somebody will come in and say, well, this is what you're saying. And, and then someone will say, Hey, no, that's not what they, that's not what they meant. And Mm -hmm. here's the documentation of why. And if you think about it right now, I mean, the internet is basically just a giant rumor mill. (laughs) Kind (laughs) of true. I mean, in a way sharing data, yeah, with very little way to actually legitimize that data. Exactly. Right. And that means that so much data that's shared is not legitimate. Right. Yeah. I know you personally try so hard to teach and educate people on how to figure out if the sources that they're reading are actually real. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. if they're legitimate in nature, uh-huh. if they have a history and a foundation of integrity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But you know, if you have a really engaged audience and people who, you know, know your values and know your truth, they will come to your defense if someone tries to call you out for something that maybe isn't quite accurate or maybe you have a typo. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe it's something as little as a typo and someone makes fun of you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, someone can come and be like, hey, lay off. Like, yeah, chill out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, it's just kind of one of those things where as long as you're true to your brand and your brand values and the people you've cultivated this authentic audience, they will come to your rescue. Mm -hmm. I think that's the best feeling actually (laughs) to have somebody other than you stand up for you, like for the Mm -hmm. reasons that you would have stood up for yourself, but it doesn't align to actually make the response. Yeah, exactly. I can think of a specific example. There is in the emergency services that I'm working on, There's lots of fires all over the West Coast right now. And, you know, there's a lot of people who are working around the clock. No sleep. Everything's on fire. They're trying to do their best. 
And I've seen several occasions where somebody will comment with like maybe a rumor of how the fire started or, you know, just something that isn't helpful to the emergency that that something's on fire and people will come in and be like, this is not necessary right now. Mm -hmm. You need to stop. Mm -hmm. And it's just, you know, it's just so nice Mm -hmm. (laughs) when people do that. It really is. Because, yeah. It just speaks to this like intention that you've had to build a community around a set of values. Mm -hmm. And when you see it happening in front of you at a time when you need that community, Mm -hmm. wow, you know. Right. Because at that point, you know, at during an emergency or, you know, during less stressful times, maybe you're in the middle of an event or you are in the middle of a big product launch or you're in the middle of something big where your social team is trying to do a million things and they might miss something. A big comment, like you were saying before, Mm -hmm. like a big, like somebody complaining about something. It's so kind of great to have people that have your back, especially Mm -hmm. in those big moments, for sure. We argue with large companies often Mm -hmm. about the importance of building a community, you know, because we have to argue with the funnel bros, you know what I mean? (laughs) Like the the fill your funnel bros about how many leads they're getting and what their conversion rate is off of it. And listen, there's a place for that. There is, yes. But there's also a place for building a community of real human beings who will stand behind your brand against other people. The leads in your funnel are not standing behind your brand. No, (laughs) they won't stick up for you in a gunfight slash (laughs) troll comment fight. (laughs) (laughs) But that's powerful. And it happens. It happens. And when it happens, you feel like a million bucks. The last thing that I have on the blog post that I think is one of the most important parts that I want to finish off with is just moving on. Yep. We can just dwell and dwell and dwell on these negative feelings, especially during this crazy time when there's just so much chaos happening. Yeah. Like how many ways can we try not to die in a day, you know? And so our anxiety levels are already high. And so I don't know about you, but sometimes there's a part of me that almost seeks out this negativity. Yeah. Like a confirmation bias. Uh, Or, yeah, yeah, you seek it out or you're just grumpy. It's like I expected it. And there it is. Yeah. Exactly what I thought would happen. Yeah. Oh, that that story got shared. Oh, there's grumpy people. Oh, I knew it. Mm -hmm. Exactly. (laughs) It's like this confirmation that Mm -hmm. everything is bad. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. I think that one of the things that is the best skill you can cultivate when you're doing this is just learning to move on, right? Like letting go of something negative because you're smart and you're capable and you're able to keep building community yep. unless you let yourself get pulled down, 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 down by what's going on. Right. I mean, let's be honest. Social media is so fast. And I'll say this. If your mistake is maybe an honest mistake or if it's a troll that's making trouble for no reason, if you don't have like a real reason to worry and if your intentions are truly good and honest and that sort of thing, you know, any bad troll comment will be lost in Mm. the in the giant world of the internet but however there are moments where i can think of with you know recently in back in june when there was kind of a i mean like a come to jesus type of situation with several white to female influencers that got called out for being disingenuous about their intentions 
you know, towards, you know, in relation to supporting the Black Lives Matter movement because Mm -hmm. their actions did not match up to their words. That sort of situation, and I kind of watched what happened, and they kept on posting. They kind of tried to keep on posting afterwards, and that wasn't a good look. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, that just didn't look good for them, and it wasn't the right thing to do, right? The right thing to do was say, hey, I messed up, and I needed to change. Mm -hmm. So... So anyway, so that's kind of like another another thing to think about is like if you're saying, Lacey, is if there's any truth yes. to the trolls, you need to address that. And maybe that might take you a little bit more time. And that's if, a whole nother kind of issue. Especially, <laughs> I mean, when we're thinking about, okay, we have our personal brands and maybe we have an agency brand mm-hmm. or, or your freelancing brand. Yeah. But then you're also managing other businesses' brands. Right. And sometimes you might actually uncover the fact that their values are not strong enough to withstand no. the situation. Right. Right. Yep. And so if your values aren't strong enough and clear yep. enough, then the people who are commenting on your content might be right. Yeah. Yep. I'm not sure how you know yeah. if they're, you know, if they're right and you do need to have some big structural changes. Yeah. That is why you hit the nail on the head of why I personally think that social media and marketing is everything. Mm-hmm. It's everything. Because that is a C-level leadership choice. Mm-hmm. The right? values. The, the social media mm. team, if they are kind of, you know, relegated to the, you know, the closet or whatever. Which, which we've experienced. Which we've experienced. And we've experienced mm-hmm. the blowback of those values not trickling down. Exactly. So if the social media team is kind of relegated to this little corner and, you know, and you create, despite all of, you know, whatever the <laughs> adversity you, you have and you build up a great brand and people that talk and comment and this and that. And then all of a sudden you get called out for something that's actually maybe true. Mm-hmm. But the social media team needs to be able to feel like they're empowered to like address it. But actually to address it, you have to address the entire company's yes values mm-hmm. and how you do business. Mm-hmm. So I've kind of watched through 2020 and actually before this, I, you know, I truly think that like ethical companies, you know, don't have to truly worry Mm -hmm. (laughs) if you do ethical business. If you are shady, then yeah, you you need to (laughs) worry about that. Yeah, we had a client that we signed and we started working with. And when we first started putting out content, like consistent content on Twitter, we started getting negative comments. Yep. And all of a sudden we're like, oh, what did we get into, you Uh know, because we didn't know the brand well enough. And you can start to see that when we started putting out this activity, people were calling out like, no, that's not my experience. No, that's not my experience. Right. You kind of realize that, oh, maybe this company screws people over. They're not true to their word. And one thing, if I can empower people like us and like other freelance social media managers, is that if you are trying to work with a company that doesn't have strong values like it's okay to stop working with them you know yeah you don't need their money you know what i mean like yeah for the headache and the energy suck that it can be when you're trying to band-aid that kind of thing together you don't need their money no no i mean for all other advice we give the social media action the production of doing social media only works really well when you have strong values Mm -hmm. anyway so it's kind of like Yeah, exactly. If you find out that, you know, the company doesn't have strong values and then there's a big maybe like a PR crisis, Mm -hmm. you don't have to work with them. Yeah, you don't. (laughs) 
You really don't. <laughs> you know, especially if it's not in your own integrity, mm-hmm. especially if you don't care. I mean, even then, even then, if you don't have strong, strong values, it makes your job harder. But hopefully you have strong integrity. I hope so. I think so. I think any spry spacers would. Don't you think? I, yeah, I assume so. <laughs> Okay, well, at the end of every Spriceface podcast episode, because we are, we're coming to a close now, okay? Yeah. We have we have one more week of social media manager mental health. Yeah. I feel like we could do eight more weeks. I feel like we should have a whole, like, <laughs> a six-month, yeah, like a year-long maybe wellness spa getaway. Is that possible? <laughs> I'll, see, I'll see what I can do. Yeah. <laughs> but at the end of every Surprise Face podcast episode, I like to ask about where you've been working lately, right? We're an all remote team yeah. at Spry. And so sometimes we're working in interesting places. Have you been working anywhere interesting lately? Well, I've been working in my house all the time, 24-7. Here <laughs> Which is I why am. we haven't seen each other for six I, months. I know. And we're presently at my house where my animals are just... They're loving me. One of them's licking me right now. My, my dog is just wants to be in the podcast. My cat wants to be in the podcast. Everybody is just <laughs> like, people, you're not Adrian. Oh, my gosh. We want to say hello. But yeah, I work it from home. But one thing that I've really struggled with this whole you know coronavirus quarantine situation is routine. I am bad at routines. I'm just bad at them because they are hard to do. And I get bored. I get really bored really fast. I feel trapped normally. That's what I do is I feel trapped. Yeah, I feel trapped in routines. And I've done a million different things like gone on the internet and people are like, just go out and run five miles every morning. (laughs) That will center your head. For some people that works, but not for me. Some people are like, just meditate, just sit on the ground and let your head float away. That does not work for me. So I just have been trying to figure out what will work for me. But eventually I figured it out. So I'm reading five books at the same time right now totally normal. And I do do that. I'll read a chapter of a book. The first thing I do when I wake up, I wake up out of bed and I just grab my book and I read a chapter and that helps me kind of put my head in the right place where then I can go work. Can I even say the right pace? Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like instead of that hurried, anxious Uh pace that our cell phones put us in. Yes. Yeah. It would kind of put you in a different pace too. It does. And you know what's funny is I've heard advice before where you put your phone away an hour before you go to bed. Mm-hmm. And it's because that blue light is not good for your eyes. But I would also argue the first hour that you wake up, you don't look at your phone. I don't yeah. always do that. Sometimes I do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think that's very smart. Yeah. It's been helping me so much just kind of create a space to work. You know, as social media managers, we're constantly compelled. Answer that Answer everything. Invite those people. And oh my God, I got a notification. Who was it? Have they followed me yet? Right. Exactly. And like we've kind of talked about in previous podcasts, social media is built for you to follow the impulse. It's built to addict you. Exactly. So if you start your day by not giving into it and doing your own thing, making breakfast, making some coffee, reading a little bit of a book. Your husband says he zones out staring at the wall for 20 minutes. Yeah, that's what he does. He is not a social media manager, but that's... It's still a good habit. It's still a good habit, yes. But it definitely has been settling my head. And I don't know if it's made me more productive, but it also 
you ever feel like you have so much to do in the day and you wake up and you're like, I have so much to do. Ah, and you work, 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 work. And then at the end of the day, you still feel like you're like, ah, yes. I have so much to do. And then, but that puts you in the loop for the next day Ooh. to immediately check. <gasps> it does. Okay. Yeah. But then if you're like, no, an hour before I go to bed, I'm going to leave my phone out of my bedroom. I'm going to read a book in my bed. And then when I wake up, I'm going to read a little bit. I'm going to force myself to take a break. And then you kind of realize, for me, it's like almost like muscle memory to remind myself that like, my job is important, obviously, and I'm good at it. But I'm not going to get to everything I want to in a day. I never will. I never have. Ever. I never have. <laughs> no. And all I need to do is work my butt off for the hours that I'm working. And then when I'm done, I'm done. Mm-hmm. And you just got to focus on other things. And that's I, okay. <laughs> that really impacted me when you said it creates that loop. There are times where I'm balanced, but I think mm, 75% of the time I'm in that loop. You yeah, know what I mean, I'm in that loop and it astounds me because I've lived inside that loop for years sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, Yeah. but there's also been times where I ignored that loop and mm-hmm. you know what? Nothing bad happened, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like ignoring those impulses for a day. Right. Did not change my life. No, exactly. The world didn't fall down. No. Everything was okay. Even though I didn't even get to anything on my list. Right. Exactly. I kind of feel like it clears out my anxious brain clutter because all that really is is just reminding you that you didn't do that thing. Mm -hmm. But even if you do or you don't do that thing, you don't need your brain telling you that you didn't do that thing. Because you obviously know (laughs) because it's telling you now. So it's in there. So why is it telling you now when (sighs) you don't even have the ability to do it now? (laughs) Maybe we need a therapist, Lacey. We do. We have one. We've got one. I think we've got one coming to our our sanity event. (laughs) Yes. Well, this has been a long segue, but yeah, that's where I've been working. I've been focusing on creating kind of not a physical space because I can't really do that. I'm in my house, but I've been working very hard on creating mental space Mm. to work. So That's beautiful. I applaud you. Well, thank you. It's very hard. And I don't think I've crack the code completely yet but you know. sing its praises while you're working on it right yeah yeah totally okay well if you enjoyed this content and you want to hear more from us adrian where can you find us at thinkspry.com or any of our social media that is thinkspry so facebook instagram linkedin thinkspry okay wonderful so thank you so much for listening and adrian thank you for your time and dog and cat thank you for joining us on the podcast today you are great guests and i have your (laughs) slobber all over me (laughs) yes we hope you all have a good day and we hope you keep learning bye-bye bye